Hey, what's up, Jonas? You seem like you've been up to a lot of things lately. Hey, oh, yeah. Projects here and there, some backlogs that never seem to run out of tasks to do, and several documents that file up in the cloud. No, those lunch breaks have always been great with office mates, though. How are you? I am running away from my responsibilities. And it feels good. Um, not sure about that. One can only wish to run away from his responsibilities while they enjoy all the pleasures in life. And I don't know what I'm talking about. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Just so you know, Jonas, I am taking much pleasure on the limit of your knowledge right now. I have channeled inner forces and spirits that allow me to manage having fun while I skip those hard things. I get work done like a crazy guy, lead my team to do the tasks that they're supposed to, and we attain all our goals in a jiffy. All under a seemingly unexplainable drive that comes from somewhere unseen. I am not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. That is not possible. That is just what we call the state of flow, CK. Seems like time is just passing by so fast without you knowing it. And in the process, you were hitting the right notes, doing the right things. It goes with leading your team. And one way to tell that you build a great organization is what you do. And how effectively you do them radiates to all its members. So tell me, how do you lead? Would you choose to be loved or be feared by your constituents? <laughs> Would I rather be feared or loved? Easy. Both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. Ooh, fascinating. Imagine going to work and entering the room every morning. Then all your teammates are there. You do the power walk, stride along the aisle, and everyone just feels good seeing you for the amazing person you are. You make yours, and everyone's dreams become fulfilled with trust, respect, and appreciation of each other. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Make our dreams come true. Hey, Mr. Scott, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Make your dreams come true. Ah, dang. We are quoting too much The Office. What's got to us it hit anyway? Yeah, we should probably stop. It becomes too corny and we'll begin to sound like insensible nerds who are up to no good. That's, That's what, what she, she said. said. <laughs> this is Sustainer Rumble. The podcast that explores critical issues on sustainable development. Here are your hosts, CK and Jonas. Running an organization is no easy matter to deal with. If you are propelled in a position to lead your brand towards success and drive your team to do their best, you are responsible for establishing an environment that encourages and merits it. Add to it the responsibility in building a dynamic where everyone sympathizes, 
and respects everyone. This builds trust, teamwork, and accountability. It is so easy to say, but it is incredibly difficult to achieve, given that the world is much more complex than we think, and so do its people. Everyone is unique, and this distinction is shaped by our experiences, biases, skills, and thought processes. That's true. Mad respect to the big organizations that were able to come up with workplace dynamics that enabled them to grow as much as they did. And along the way, they have hit milestone after milestone after being prepared to greater heights that which their leadership and culture within induced. Sounded like words when you said them, CK. Leadership and culture. Two words that may be defined differently depending on who you ask. But one thing is for sure. These two things are what makes an organization great. Think of the organizations that have moved fast and broke things and people behind them. An example would be Apple, which has gone through various phases, where one of which would could have abolished it. And no one today will be ever introduced to the iPhone or the MacBook. Of course, everyone knows Steve Jobs and how he not only became the driving force of Apple through his insatiable desire to create beautiful things, but also how he was able to surround himself with a great team of talented individuals that effectively worked together and knew what their goals are. Hmm. Steve Jobs was controversial with his leadership though. Several accounts were saying that he was rude and harsh, but maybe on certain occasions wherein little more nudge is needed. For a visionary like him, slow movement does not set well, and you will understand that it takes a different level of thinking and habit to innovate and defy the status quo. Still in the entrepreneurial world, we have of course Elon Musk who we call the real-life Tony Stark Iron Man, the guy that is defying every single dogma, the eccentric who keeps on making our sci-fi imaginations turn into science reality. He has been building innovative companies that push the needle of innovation, which are all built around talented people that have amazing work ethic and unmatched brilliance. Speaking of leadership, who could forget that in the public service arena, we had the likes of the late President Ramon Magsaysay, who is arguably one of the greatest Filipino presidents that ever lived. His heart, his true heart to service, without any hidden agenda nor vested interest. Surely he has built an administration that supported his vision and carried out his plans for the Philippines, but sadly he was gone too soon. And of course, shout out to those leaders, members, and organizations that continuously strive to give their best to create value for the society. Today, I do not believe that profit alone can make a company thrive. It is like the fuel to the car, but not the power source. Also not the pistons that pump the fuel to make your car move. You know what is? It is the intention of propelling the company or organization to thrive today, with special consideration 
of contributing to the longevity, wellness, and prosperity of the planet and all its inhabitants for tomorrow. Prosperity is not in the sense of creation of wealth, but redefining wealth as we know it. Not mere money in the bank, but the equality of opportunity for all. It takes a shift in leadership style and culture to achieve corporate sustainability or sustainability in organizations in general. For one, sustainability is something that have been attempted by countless organizations to cultivate within their jurisdictions. However, only a handful have succeeded thus far. Attaining this requires first and foremost a shared belief and understanding of this notion from the top down to the bottom. That very thing breeds that kind of culture. Then next is reinforcing it across all teams and members within separate and different departments. In a way, saying that this is what we do around here with constant reinforcement and also implementing repercussions when the culture is disobeyed, the culture will soon become ingrained in the process and certain wanted practices will become habits. That is correct. Although sustainability seems like a logical path to take, the larger slice of all organizations remain blindsided or uninformed of this idea. It is largely because sustainability is oftentimes driven by external forces, where it takes more than just profit alone to establish quality of life for all. For nonprofits, it also boils down to their practices. What seems to be a tiny bearing for one organization becomes a gigantic one when more organizations are factored in, and so the need for everyone to shift their mindset. This shift will most certainly break the practices and systems that have been working for organizations, and in the process, they may lose a great deal. But if not now, when? Until when there is no tomorrow left to thrive? Exactly, Jonas. It is an or case wherein the leaders have to choose whether to help in creating better days for all or keep self-interest for one's own gain. If we think about it, we would realize that everyone's gain tomorrow is our own gain and that the way to do business is to care for everyone's future rather than our own. There's no one-size-fits-all approach uh, or definition, in fact, on what an, what an, an approach, what a sustainability approach at the senior level would look like. That is Bonar Laureto the executive director of Business for Sustainable Development. He is also one of the country's top and most respected local champions in sustainability. Uh, but there are basic principles that, uh, that comes to mind when starting or when building sustainability at the senior level. Okay. So first will be um, a principle-based um, understanding of what sustainability is. Uh, sustainability, one of the challenges why sustainability is not really uh, getting as mainstream as we'd like it to be is really because it's, it's kind of um, abstract uh, as a concept and it's quite difficult I guess the second element will be 
once people understand and know how to anchor sustainability into the business and how what is sustainability in the context of the business then the second part would be to understand where they are um in, in terms of baseline uh, understanding their current system as far as employing employee management is concerned to how they track their environmental impacts to how their products impact their customers these are important um i guess um uh important information that they need to have to determine where they are in their sustainability uh performance in the sustainability journey and where they can be which is the third part of third element and and painting a good picture of where they can be how they can be more successful how they can be more impactful um as a business and using the sustainability process to get there to unify the different the work of the different departments towards a common goal of becoming better as a corporation i guess the fourth one will really be uh setting concrete ambitions those are those are what will you know what will sustain uh the work on sustainability when you have uh internal either internal or external targets you've, you've set for yourself uh it it makes the you know it makes the ambition a little bit more concrete and there is a little accountability uh not just internally and there's a clear signal where the company is going if you have clear targets then as companies mature um the leadership would look at how they could work with other players in the market how they could um create a more industry wide effort it's a spectrum i suppose beginning with a, a good grasp of what sustainability is for the business all the way to uh creating the right um landscape for your business to be able to deliver more on sustainable development and to me that's how uh leadership uh on sustainability is achieved it's a it's it's a road map i suppose um that business can can do uh wherever they are in their journey they can um you know transition from from one maturity level to another is the process of integrating sustainability within a company some sort of a journey that organizations have to go through in order to provide further value to the community it's a really a portion of of that value that you have as a company but other companies um that we've seen deliver value to society by um starting with their core um uh, service or core products um they look into how the business itself uh whether they are in food they're in construction they're in um health education or utilities water power they look into their business model and see how they can optimize the value that they can create 
uh, and deliver to society as a business while doing their business. So, for example, a a toll road, um, a toll road business is. If you think about toll road business, it doesn't really, you know, sustainability doesn't really immediately pop pop out in your mind. You know, how do you make a toll road business sustainable in the context of contributing to society? Um, but then, if you look closely, toll roads are key in moving goods and services and people. Um, and if you look at opportunities around that, then first you can measure how how you've supported the economy through your business, how you facilitated um, faster travel times, which saves um, uh, saves fuel burning and reduction of GHG, and then you can later look into whether you can employ better technologies in toll roads where you have a more seamless uh, flow of, of uh, vehicles through the toll facilities instead of cars queuing, which burns more fuel. So the business itself, looking into how the business is run, is an important starting point where sustainability needs to be applied and understanding how improvements in the operations could impact environmental and social sustainability, um, how the workplace of those cashiers in the toll booths, how their workplace environment can be improved uh, while improving employee engagement and, and welfare. Those are operational things, but they very much relate to how to the welfare of the workers and also uh, the technology that is employed in, 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 in ensuring a more efficient flow of traffic in toll booths uh, are very much operational. But if you look closely, then you'll see environmental benefits around those, which are something that can be measured, which are something that can be um, analyzed uh, both in the mid middle operational people and also the senior management. And as soon as companies are more aware of these non-financial value that they're delivering as part of their business operations, then there will be more drive to have more of these technologies, more of this improvement in the workplace um, because there's, there's quantified uh, value uh, which results from initiatives and investments like that. So um, one really important way of integrating sustainability is in the operations itself, uh, because that has the potential to bring um, contribution to society at scale because it is what the business is doing and it is able to allocate um, enough uh, sufficient resources into those initiatives because it's the core business. Hey, CK. Heard of the latest scoop today? Hey, Jonas. What's up? Um, which one? I haven't really tuned in much. What? 
Isn't that committing a sin? Okay, for the record, I only missed the recent day scoops. It just seems really, you know, draining and hearing reading news on TV and on online articles, publications ever since. Negative after negative, it seems perpetual. I could only wish we had some sort of a, you know, local some good news by John Krasinski around here. Fret not, because this is not your ordinary news, CK. This site is called Offcrowd, where you can get your constant dose of non-stream and truly inspiring news about sustainable solutions and practices that have been figured out by our community's changers and makers. Not only that, but you can also enlighten yourself on provocative challenges that matter to our existence. Hmm, sounds like something I could dive myself into. Actually, just recently I've heard that DEFCON Philippines launched the DCTX Group to build solutions in response to COVID-19. What a way to contribute their skills in helping the country and the gravely affected coke better. Oh yeah, I've heard about the rapidpass.ph app that they've created. I never knew they got that featured. You should definitely up your game, CK. I thought you were deeply immersed in technological innovation. Alright, alright, I got it, I got it. Cool, 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 no doubt, no doubt. Check out offcrowd.com to be in the know on how our community is variously co-creating a world that sees the overall benefit of us all. That is Oscar, Foxtrot, Foxtrot, Charlie, Romeo, Oscar, Whiskey, Delta, dot com. Who knows, you might also pick a great idea in the process and be part of the solutions to some of the most pressing problems. Before the break, Borna Loreto helped us explore the proven techniques to establish a leadership and culture that prioritizes sustainability. Therefore, what else should be kept in mind by leaders to embed sustainability in their organizations? One is establishing credibility within. Credibility is something that is not built in one day. It is a consistent effort to set an example and be the living proof of the belief. Trust a person who is true to his or her word and lives by it. Another way is carrying dialogues. Communication is key, as the popular saying goes. And unless it is widely talked about, there will be less understanding and only more confusion. Talk, enlighten, inform, discuss, debate, and find the common ground. This way, members will be able to understand each other's position on the matter at hand. We can also campaign for change. This is especially suited for those at subordinate positions to propose solutions that the management would consider. It is to note that not just because the management are in higher positions, they already know and see everything that there is to see. Most of the time, those at the forefront are more equipped in witnessing grassroots issues therefore making them the most knowledgeable of what is truly the case on the ground. And last but not the least effective is spreading the word in the entire organization. It will definitely be a challenge educating everyone of the change in practices, especially those that are persistent in seeing no fault in the current practices. But it is definitely and for sure worth discussing about 
the budding ills that old practices are causing, which can soon betray the organization per se. Sustainability should be everyone's business. If not us, who? And it starts from where we can impact change, which has the capacity to influence how things work in the bigger world. That is, the organizations we work with or work for, and whether it is the kind of organization that produces goods and services or implements programs for societal welfare and development. Whatever we do from in the inside matters to what we do for the people outside the four walls of our office buildings. Our values and principles are carried over to the products we sell or the programs we do. Those are the manifestations of what we live up to as citizens of the world. My advice is Boner Loreto again to spend um, enough, I guess, uh, to focus on understanding how the business creates value. Uh, even if you're an accountant or a communications person or someone assigned in the risk, you have that capability to study uh, and, and learn more about what is the organization all about? How does it create value um, to its customers through its products and services? Um, what are the activities being done to deliver that value? And how are these activities impacting society or the environment? Uh, understanding all of these is the core in sustainability practice in any corporation. Uh, without a so strong grasp of how the company creates value and drives growth, it's very difficult to drive sustainability. But when, if you are given a chance to go into sustainability, it comes in very handy because if you understand the value chain, you will know how to optimize it so that you create more impact to society. So I made an example of a bank um, who finances uh, different investments in the country. The role of the bank is not really on sustainability, it's not really on you know, ensuring that you flush the toilets with less water. Those are good things. Or use less paper. Uh, still very good uh, sustainability approach. But one of the major roles of banks uh, in society is really how it shapes the kind of investments that emerge in that society. And therefore, their decisions as far as which projects are, being, are, are they financing are they financing hotels that are actually polluting the environment that does not have wastewater treatment uh, in Boracay or a resort in Boracay? Or are they financing um, uh, thermal energy uh, that is below standards in terms of you know, the best available uh, thermal power generation uh, plants. It's a decision that they do uh, in, from a very operational standpoint, but it has so much to do with 
how we transition to low carbon sustainable and, and a sustainable inclusive uh, society it's a very you know operations level work but if you have integrated sustainability in that work the impact uh, as far as how the banks allocate their finance into projects that improve the sustainability of the sorry improve the sustainability of the company more than you know investing companies in companies that actually does the opposite so so it's it's really understanding how any company you're working with um, delivers its value the processes that thorough knowledge is one good starting point for any young professional um, trying to make it out there in, in the sustainability work. Is there really hope in making a transformation in terms of integrating sustainability into an organization? There is certainly reasons to hope um, and even more reasons to get inspired to act. Um, within your own spheres of influence. Uh, many companies also struggle. And, and for companies to succeed, they cannot give up, of course. And they have two choices. One is to um, wallow in their, in, in their suffering. But the other is to pivot. And many of the successful companies over the years Who's been there more than hundreds, uh, more, more than a hundred years, has mastered that, that art to pivot. Because in any crisis, there will always be an opportunity. And the successful companies uh, are so because they have mastered the art of finding the opportunity behind any crisis. The crisis that we experience, um, we rated this to be medium in terms of likelihood and impact. Um, the World Economic Forum has released a um, risk uh, report, world risk report. And pandemic risk is not really in the high in terms of likelihood and impact as climate change, water scarcity, and all uh, and technological uh, risks. No? So, but then it happened. Um, so it should be a warning uh, or something that we can learn a lesson from that sustainability cannot just be ignored because a, a, a once rated low in terms of risk and impact like a pandemic has actually caused so much impact into our lives, our economy. And if we continue to ignore issues like climate change or water scarcity or biodiversity loss or uh, the lack of social inclusion, poverty. Um, we will wake up one day experiencing what we've experienced with the pandemic. And, and therefore, um, all in all, there is cer certainly hope. There is certainly work that needs to be done. Sustainability, in my opinion, has become even more relevant um, in, uh, in the business. And even in government, um, how co corporates relate with government, uh, 
will actually change because of this pandemic and the emphasis on addressing the non-financial aspects of the business and improving uh, performance around these areas to me has become much more relevant. Much of already been said, it is definitely up to us on how much we want to impact change. It is first formed from the smallest groups you are part of, our family, circle of friendships, and working teams. Believe it or not, your ideas are as powerful as your beliefs. As long as you firmly believe in them and back them up with reasoning, more people will believe in everything that you believe in, especially if those beliefs are for the greater good. Influencing a big organization and expecting it to fully transform within months is nearly impossible. It is similar to mm, sports training. Consistency over intensity. It is not how much you go all out now, but how you can maintain to keep it going every day. It grows over time and would not feel like being shoved into someone's throat. If you let people to grow with it, they will develop the genuine appreciation of it. From there, more from the circle will become champions and soon influence the whole organization a great deal. Just imagine how beautiful the world will be if all groups of people Organizations that influence everyone's way of life are very interested in a healthier world both for today and tomorrow forever. On the next episode of Sustain a Rumble, let's face it. The topics of sustainable development and sustainability sound very academic, like what we have expressed in episode one. Counting the whole population, only a handful knows or even simply understand what it means. This is of course understandable given the fact that our world has been shaped to prioritize rapid economic growth and forget the other which has been the main reason for all these issues snowballing into the huge problems that they are now. Sustainability is also a relatively new term, one that has been recently widely defined. Not long ago, it was not a part of discussion in board meetings and councils. Schools and universities have just begun widely talking about environmental protection and conservation in the past two decades. We have not paid so much attention until recently. And so, try to explain to any average one, which comprises the majority of the population, they won't understand a single thing. They would even assume you speak in an alien language. But for us to be able to make the gradual impact in this sector, there must be information. To inform is to influence the thoughts of the mind. A huge problem such as this is not solved by mere programs carried out by select organization, but rather a widespread participation of from everyone, including decisions as little as to where to properly dispose of trash. Because little it may be for one, 
how humongous will it be when millions choose to do it? Tune in to Sustainer Rumble as we explore effectively communicating sustainability to the everyday Filipino. We all know that struggle and that most of us just top our tracks in frustration. If you are someone who wants to learn how you can influence your community better in looking this way, this next episode will truly be beneficial for you. Make sure to follow us here wherever you're listening to us right now. Like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages that is at Sustainer Rumble for constant updates on relevant information. We also created a Facebook group called Sustainer Rumble Community where you can discuss with us on these topics further, start discussions on things that matter, and connect with the rest of our community. Hope to catch you there! Till the next episode.